I'm going to tell you a five-step plan to create a business continuity plan I'm about that to write works. this down because I need to make a plan. So if you don't yet have any type of business continuity plans, this will help you in forming it. And this will be good guidelines if you do have something in place to adjust it. Last night, as soon as I walked in the house, and you know this, I had to get on a call for one of the committees for my sorority. So in case you don't know, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and the work don't stop and the work don't quit. I'm a member of the Pink risk green. management committee. And in preparing the chapter to return to in-person meetings, uh, we had a discussion about different aspects that could impact the chapter operations, the chapter finances, and the chapter reputation. And so in thinking about that, it fell right in line with a recent discussion we had had about business continuity plans, right? Because at the end of the day, sorority, even though it's social in nature and, and civic in nature, it's still a business. And especially during the season of COVID, we see the need for a business continuity plan or maybe no business continuity plan. So we'll say today's episode is titled No Business Continuity Plan. No problem. How to manage without oh. a business continuity plan. Okay. So Chief, tell me your thoughts on business continuity plans. First of all, what the is a business continuity? What is a business continuity plan? Let's, I'm let's glad start you asked. Because I hear people saying all this stuff and I'll be like, what is that? A business continuity plan is a process that outlines the potential impact of disaster situations, creates policies to respond to them, and helps businesses recover quickly so that they can function as usual. And typically the main goal of a business continuity plan is to protect personnel and assets both during and after an emergency. So so basically it's a plan when shit goes wrong. It's a, a plan before a plan the, for it's when a plan goes wrong. before the proverbial ish hits the fan. But you execute it when shit hits the fan. Yes. So it's a plan for when shit hits the fan. Yes. Okay. So what was your original question now? What, what are your said, thoughts what? on a business continuity plan? Um, depending what kind of business you're in, I mean, you should have a like you should have some type of plan for anything that might go wrong. Mm -hmm. But like you ain't nobody had well maybe somebody, but the average person ain't had no plan for no um COVID. You might have had a plan for like I don't know. But like if you were like the CDC or like who you probably had a plan for like airborne viruses and stuff like that. Some old walking dead type stuff. But um, you do like you the local coffee shop. You ain't had no um, business continuity plan for no COVID. But yeah, you, you should have a plan for like when stuff goes wrong. But I, I look at it as it, it could be a plan as simple as when the cash register at your store, the, the internet goes down and you can't accept credit cards. What's the plan? So to me, that that's like, don't get me wrong. Like you got a, a major organization or a small business, like people getting sick and people dying. Like it, it's, it's serious, but the things that's going to happen probably more often in a, in a small mid-sized business are the day-to-day -day stuff. Like the, the credit card reader is not working. 
what's the plan when it doesn't work, boss? What do we do? What's the backup? Like, yeah, we should have a written plan for those. Yeah, I definitely agree. So let's niche down and think about the folks in commerce and chill land, right, who are coming to us. They want some actionable advice. And hopefully the takeaway from today's episode will be um, if you don't currently have a business continuity plan for your organization, sounds, your operation. It sounds so business continuity plan. What things you should take into account. What, what happened? <laughs> I was like, you when you say business continuity plan, it's like when Hamlet said to me the other day on the phone, indubitably. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what, do, what do I say in response to that? Yes. But yes. Business, <laughs> yes. Business so continuity plan. If you have your own business and don't yet have a business continuity plan, let's give the folks in commerce and chill land some items they can think about so that they can be ahead of the curve in the event that their businesses experience some type of disaster, or maybe it's not even a full-fledged disaster like COVID. It could be a minor disruption, like you say, the internet going down, or you can have an identity theft, some type of IT breach, or you can, if you're a, the, what you say, Somebody the coffee shop? money from the store. The coffee shop. Somebody the coffee shop with their payroll check. The coffee shop can't get coffee from its primary vendor. What are some of the things that you should consider to continue to keep your business afloat. Yeah. So our episodes are typically what, 29 minutes we do commerce and chill? Yes. I'm gonna answer it and the episode is gonna be over. No. Before, because no, no, no. You're no. asking me what they should do. For what are some, a, no, what are some things that they should think about? Well, a small business owner should just do this. And this is it. I'm gonna sum up the whole episode right now for you. And drop. If you know if you say that, then as soon as you finish whatever you're going to say, people are going to turn off. And there go our numbers. Well, that is not the goal. If you Don't listen to, to you what might he's miss about to say. Something good later. But here it is. You're a small, mid-sized business owner. It's simple. Every time goes wrong, write down what you did to fix it. And then store all that stuff. Put it in a document. Put it in a binder. Put it in your store. Put it in your employee handbook. Put it in whatever you use as a documentation for people to refer to. Put some tabs in it, like a loose leaf binder, so people can go, when the credit card machine goes down, go to section three and read that. Or read it ahead of time so when it does go down, you know what to do. That's it. So that's kind of like an adaptation of what Ray Dalio does? Okay. So for you, if you don't know, Ray Dalio is a founder of Bridgewater, Bridgewater. which is like the most behemoth hedge fund out there he's a beast um and over the course of the years that he's founded and run his business he's no longer um the ceo but still on the board um he would keep a very detailed diary of the decisions that he made and the outcomes of those decisions to see which decisions work better than others and how he could make good decisions for the business moving forward. So I guess what you're kind of saying is when things don't go right, make sure that you take notes, detailed notes about what did, went wrong so that you know not to do them again and keep them organized in one place. So you recommend a binder. I would, yeah, some of them like are probably be for your own reference. You probably can't, some things you can't share with everybody because um, everybody might not be doing those particular tasks. But 
I would take the things and break them up and put them into some type of written document that everybody can go to, whether it's electronically or it's a hard copy or both. So they know what to do when, when that happens. I would encourage you to have a backup. If you have it in a book, something written, keep in mind if there's a flood, if there's a fire, don't want to lose that. Well, yeah, have it, electro- like, have it electronically. Save, save the Word save document the that you printed at work. In the clouds, not in the dirt. Um, so that you Super can simple to me. L- let me just take a step backward because you know how much I love words. Here we go. So I looked up the etymology of the word continuity. And we see continuity first being used during the early, early 15th century. And it, it, what it says is uninterrupted connection of parts in space or time from the old French word continuité and from the Latin Croissants. word continuitatum. Croissants. It's a con- it means a connected so. something. Literally. <laughs> I ran out of words. It literally means to hang together. So when you think about your business and you think about what your clients or customers are expecting, I know in our case, when we're working with large corporations, they want to know that we have a business continuity plan so that in the event of any possible disruption in our service, it won't impact their business. So you owe it not only to yourself, but to your clients and customers to have a business continuity plan. Because in some cases, your clients will be expecting it. And in other cases, your clients just want to know that if they need your product or service, they'll be able to get it without any issues. Yeah, I mean, it should be a plan. JSB has continuity plans. But when you, to me, I hear business continuity and uh, people kind of use it as this, this overarching plan it's like just one thing but it's really a plan for these different things that could potentially go wrong so a good example with jsb there's a we have a plan when you say continuity plan or whatever fancy it's a plan for when the, our lovely city decides to shut down mass transportation again and we have to figure out how our team members are going to get home and to work because out some uh, several of our locations many of our locations are 24 hours seven days a week and even mm-hmm. the ones that aren't 24 hours if somebody works till midnight or works till 11 p.m how do they get home if mass transportation decides to get shut down because of whatever reason so yeah the plans are important do you have a business continuity plan at the soapbox for what for what stuff for the <laughs> things that you need yeah. To not interrupt. Oh, there's a plan. The operations there. If the credit card machine goes down, there's a backup one underneath. If the internet goes down, we're screwed. If you know, we use a we use the hot hot spot. If they run out of change in the register, there's a plan for backup change. So yeah, there's plans. Um, but it goes back to what I said earlier. It's stuff that's happened over time from us running the business and building the business, and then we make note of what has happened. The driver car breaks down in the middle of a route. What do we do? Well, the plan is whoever's at the store, you contact another driver in the field, look at how many orders they have left to pick up or deliver, reroute them over to meet that driver, unload everything. Somebody call AAA or whoever needs to come do what they got to do. And then it's the decision. How many are left on each route? Okay, start calling people, reschedule. 
or call people and say the driver's running a little behind due to mechanical issues. And then the, the second driver starts doing all the deliveries and pickup. So yeah, their plans. I want you out there in commerce and chill land. If you have a pen, some paper, or even if you have some electronic device that you take notes with, I'm going to tell you a five-step plan to create a business continuity plan oh, I'm about that to write works. this down because I need to make a plan. So if you don't yet have any type of business continuity plans, this will help you in forming it. And this will be good guidelines if you do have something in place to adjust it. Additionally, you don't want to wait till you get too big to develop your business continuity plan. Granted, you want to... Should be a your, living, your business comment, a living, breathing, it should be a document. living, breathing document and should be you should be flexible as your business grows. But you need to start with something. So grab a pen, grab some paper. And I'm gonna give you five tips on how to create a business continuity plan that works. Number one, form a business continuity management team. Now, if you're a solopreneur, your mom and pop, guess what? It's you or husband and wife. It's you. I would encourage you to include potentially your vendors or other stakeholders from your business community to be involved. So say again, you're a solopreneur, maybe you wanna include your banker. They may have some really great resources that they can share with you um, or your insurance broker, or if you get supplies, who your suppliers, who provide you with your sugar, your coffee, your, your material, your soap, whatever. Form a, a business continuity management team. Number two, conduct a business impact analysis. And by that, I want you to identify the specific risk and threats to your operations, financial performance, reputation, employees, and supply chains. So you give the example at the soapbox of what happens if the internet goes down, right? What happens if there's a run on cash at the banks and then nobody can get money to pay for their laundry and we're not able to process credit cards. That's something- Wait, a run on cash is gonna stop us from processing credit cards too? Well, I mean, if there's a run on the banks and the banks, the same, this is like oh, very- Oh, the run on the banks and the, the banks shut down, we're probably gonna close right. <laughs> until the run stops because ain't nobody uh, thinking about laundry at that moment. That might be a very extreme example. Nonetheless, if we know that banking, the exchange of money for services yeah. is important. I don't have a continuity plan for a run on the bank at the soapbox. Yeah. I'll, Give, give me your five steps so I can go home and create one later on. Well, even if you think about the employees, right? There are different regulations that cities and states put in place for employers. So when the, the state legislature votes that the minimum wage goes from $7 an hour to $15 an hour, that's a potential risk to your business if your business model is predicated on you paying $7 an hour. Now, well, I'm not the good thing is that should. won't happen overnight, so you got time to plan. You have time to plan. However, you again, plan is the operative word into business continuity plan. So again, identify specific risks and threats to your operations, financial performance, reputation, employees, and supply chains. Number three. Okay, go ahead, number three. Identify resources needed using a gap analysis. So if you know you're gonna need- It's a gap analysis. Well, you look at what you need versus what oh, you, you have. Oh, you mean analysis and gap of what you have? Yeah. I thought gap you... stands for something. I thought it was an acronym, my bad. Well, GAAP stands for generally accepted accounting purposes. That They say gap for that. But right. that gap, I just mean- I don't think that means for this. Okay. What you have and what you need. Okay. That's simple. 
So if you know that your average payroll is two thousand dollars a month, she's commerce and I'm chill. <laughs> but you're only bringing in seventeen fifty a month. What are you going to need to meet that shortfall? Like that's something you need to think about. Yeah. Or if you know that you need three people and you have two people, how are you going to meet the shortfall? Are you going to I mean, gonna pay overtime? You're going to do it yourself? Pay overtime or put an ad? Shut down early. No, those are things to think about. Get my wife to do it. Yeah, no. Number four. Be a team to volunteer. Explore and implement recovery strategies. Right. So say, for example, you have a fire or a flood and you don't have access to your documents. You don't have access to your equipment. What's a backup plan that will keep you afloat? So say that that our um, laundry equipment doesn't work. Oh, we've had a fire before. Right. So what happened? We couldn't use those dryers. Do we have to shut down the whole store? Well, we had a fire in the whole store one time. Uh, fire department came, spray water everywhere. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, the store was shut down. There was no business for, I don't know, maybe a month and a half, two months. And, she, you know, then Justin had to come out, do their thing, and we had to repair the store. So not only did we have to repair the store, we also had to pay for insurance. So if there's a deductible, you want to have money reserved to cover any insurance deductibles that you may have. And, and bills still had to get paid. Right. Like rent. And then we still insurance. had we still had our deliveries and pick up pick up and delivery customers. Oh, this was prior. When we I'm oh. talking about we had a major fire. Oh, that, that, that was prior to delivery. But yeah, we had that little small I don't even call that a fire, but that but was, it was like, a fire. The fire department came. They came because somebody called them. It was just a smoke out. Like it was one of the driest. Did they, did they spray? No, they used the the, the the one of the team members used the fire extinguisher and was out by the time the fire department came. It was just bad smoke because of some busted old wires. Oh, whatever. Don't don't take it out on the wires. Number five, test your results, present recommendations, and make improvements. So that's your five step guide to creating a business continuity plan that works. So cope. What are some of the ways that you prevent problems and disruptions from occurring at the soapbox without having a formalized continuity plan? Put yourself in whatever you're doing in the shoes of one of your team members or your clients, whoever, customers, and think of like, oh, if they come in and they ask this and we, we're out, what do we do? Or if this, if this happens, like, Think of every scenario, like just sit there and start thinking of like worst case scenarios. Like I'm not saying be negative thinker, but just think of like, oh, if if you're on vacation and your business is because I want everyone to own a business, that means your business is running without you there. So you're still generating income without you being there. Um, you're on vacation and like they call you and be like, hey, we ran out of muffins like in your cafe and muffins are one of your top items. What do they do? Like have a plan for it. Think about it. Or you said earlier, I have a coffee shop and they run out of coffee. What do I, what do you do? Oh, go around the corner, go buy all the coffee from the supermarket or wherever, or, you know, Trader Joe's or I don't know, Whole Foods and put that in the machine and start making coffee. Or you do a promotion and say, Hey, today's try something different Tuesday. We're doing tea. Maybe it's that. Two for teas. There you go. <laughs> And puts, you know, Think get creative with how you still service your customers, even if it's something a little bit different so that they don't, don't have to leave empty handed. Go to your competitors and shop, like visit their establishments if you can and shop there and see what goes wrong there or what they're doing wrong and make note of it. So if that ever happens at your establishment, you've got a plan for it. Right. What are two or three things you recommend new business owners can do in order to protect themselves from deception? disasters or other disruptions what i just said okay. 
think of those scenarios. But if you're new, you may not know those scenarios. So, well, if you're new to business, then you're about to be out of business. If you didn't do any research on it, you should be doing the research on whatever you're going to get into. And the research shouldn't just be how much money I could potentially make, or this is a, 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 a like I hear this all the time in dry cleaning and laundry. I hear it in security too. It's a $15 billion industry. I just had a phone call. If you I know, just get 1%. Right. It's a $15 billion industry. Blah, blah, blah. Like do the real research. Like how many competitors are in your neighborhood? Or in your, you know the area you're gonna be. Who's your who's your target audience? So you should know all the positives and you should know all the pitfalls too for that particular type of business mm-hmm. that you're gonna get into. So if you're a new business owner, I, I, you should be doing the work to know like what the upside is and what. But really, you should really be doing a lot of homework on what the hell can go wrong. If I'm in this type of business, like what type of insurance do I need? What is litigation like in this type of business? You know, what what are some of the possible risks that I would face? Like if this happens, like potentially do I have the right entity set up so they don't come after me personally? It's just a corporation if overall hell breaks loose. So, yeah, if you're new, you should be coming up with all those scenarios by doing your research. That's funny because I had lunch with Mike B. Shout out to Mike Blumenfeld, our my favorite octogenarian Torian. Um, Shout out to Ren J. <laughs> Loved your comment on Instagram yesterday. Thank you, Ren J. Must appreciate you tuning in. Uh, but I was discussing a new business opportunity with Mike, and he said exactly what you said. All right, so what are the potential pitfalls? Because right. it's always easy to come up with the pie in the sky, how it's going to work. Oh, it's this but much money. It's the it's pitfalls this. that people like, don't talk oh. about early in the early stages that are going to blindside them and knock them out of business and knock them out the box. Um, I'll, I'll just come back to say, with respect to Johnson Security, our primary business is risk management. We're managing risk on behalf Security. of our clients. And in many cases, we are working with our clients to help them execute their business continuity plans. And so we can't be the gap in their operations. We can't totally. cause a disruption in their operations. We have to understand their overall operations and how to keep things going. So I would encourage you, whether you're new in business or whether you're, you have an existing business and you're looking to grow, work with your partners, work with your vendors, ask them about their business continuity plans and strategies because you want to know that you can rely on them if something goes wrong yeah with you their definitely operation. should be asking your vendors like i ask our vendors especially at the soapbox like so what are you going to do if the weather's bad or what are you going to do if you like i know you only have one driver like and this is like casual conversation you know during the business re- relationship or potentially getting into this business relationship like you know how do you handle this how do, how do you handle you know if i don't know there's a run-on detergent <laughs> like how do you handle if there's a, a, a water shortage like you know what do you do what holidays are you open what holidays are you closed so if they're not in line with what our holidays are i need to understand like am i going to get a delivery this day or not Right. And, and I'll add that COVID-19 has exposed a lot of the potential risk and threats that we previously didn't think about. So even thinking about if one person in the office or one person at a site gets sick, what does that mean to everyone else who's been exposed? What does that mean to the operations? Do you have a work from home structure or do people need to be centrally located? Will that impact your your um, 
your ability to deliver your deliverables on time. Those are all things that you need to think about. So um, as we bring this episode to a close, I encourage you, especially if you're trying to do business with corporate, um, large corporations, they're going to want to see a copy of your business continuity plan. It's part of the, the vetting and bidding process in many cases. So you want to have something. You can use those five tips that I gave earlier to create yours. And if you don't have one, here's a tip. When they're interested in working with you, before they even ask you, ask them. So if this happens, what's the ra where's the rally point? Or what's your, what's your procedure in your building if there's a fire? And probably eight out of 10 times, they'll be like, oh yeah, we have a plan for this. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, we can share that with you. And then you get a copy of their plan. You tear that sucker apart and then you use that to build out your stuff. So here you get a plan from some fancy dancy firm who's probably hired an outside person who specializes in business continuity plans or evacuation procedures or risk management. And you rip that sucker apart and you take it and use it to enhance what you have. You didn't hear it from me though. And if you don't think it's enough, we haven't built a case why you should have a business con continuity plan. Think about John Pierpont Morgan. That's the famed investor financier. Um, he had a quote where he said, no problem can be solved until it was reduced to some simple form. The changing of a vague difficulty into a specific concrete form is a very essential element in thinking. Damn, so, didn't I just say that early in the beginning of this episode? You and JP Morgan were on the same I was just like, take line. every simple thing that happens and write it down and just keep a record of it and then use that to fix the problems going forward. And if that isn't motivation enough, think about these statistics. According to a study based on Mercer's business responses to COVID-19 outbreak survey, while 51% of businesses surveyed have no business continuity plan to com combat coronavirus. On, nobody had a plan for coronavirus. Mercer found that 31.1% of organizations have a plan, but they have not yet implemented it. And I wonder how many of those businesses are, are no longer in business. Conversely, 17.9% of companies have already begun implementing their business continuity plans. I know that I've seen from here in New York City, the small business um, department has encouraged many of the small businesses to start creating business continuity plans. Unfortunately, for some of them, it's too late. Also, according to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses have no disaster recovery plan. No joke, my friend Janice Jucker, Three Brothers Bakers in Houston, she is the disaster queen. She and her family have survived seven disasters. She has their the business, not just them. Their business has survived seven disasters. Right. Floods. She has the scars and the war stories to prove it. It's nothing fun. You don't want to have to be the martyr. Be prepared so that you can be a shining example of how to continue business uninterrupted. So in closing, what do you have to add? Yeah, even if you don't have a plan, the most important thing is just to do something. Take action. Don't sit around. Don't soak. Don't be like, woe is me. Like, the milk spilled. So either you do a, you do one or two things. You get some paper towels or whatever, and you wipe it all up and go buy some more milk. Or you get something, put the glass at the edge of the table, and you start scraping it off the table into the glass. And you do something with the milk, whether you're going to drink it or put it back in the refrigerator. Or you just get a straw and drink it off the table. That's your third option. But do something. Just don't sit there and stare at the milk and keep whining and crying. Because COVID happened. And let's separate people getting sick and people dying just from the business part of it. There are a lot of people who businesses shut down or are still in limbo. 
And there are another portion of people who you don't hear a lot about who adapted like heck during COVID and their business is in a better place now than it was pre-COVID. I mean, yeah, pre-COVID because they, they came up with this whole new revenue stream for it because COVID forced them to adapt and think about their business in a totally different way. And they're just like, I've heard stories of people who are like, yeah, COVID like messed us up for a minute and then we restructured, we did this and we found a whole new way and a whole new client base we didn't even think about before. Like we took our products and we started doing this with it and like now we're, we do takeout versus all this dining or we, sh we, we found a way to package it and we can mail it to people or like it's a lot of creative stuff going on because of COVID and like business continuity plan. Yeah, but take action. <laughs> Hey, if you've got a story to tell about your personal story with business or starting a business or getting in business, DM us, email us, hit us up. We're taking guests on the Commerce and Chill podcast, and we want to hear your stories and share them with everyone else out there. So don't be shy. Hit us up. Reach out to us. We look forward to having you on Commerce and Chill.